0: The first thing to recognize is with the narcissist, everything's about power and control. All right, everything's a game because they they lack the ability to have proper empathy. They just don't care. It's not possible. And so every attempt or every engagement with them is about extracting something from you. It is a pure power dynamic, a pure manipulative game. That's all they're after. they need to feel special so they'll make you special because they're after the achievement like they make all the money they make, it's it's always about can i get more can i get i just i need more adulation and And that's why they need—they make you special and why they, you know, overinflate you and connect to you. They're so charming. Uh, the second thing about a narcissist is they will talk about them nonstop. They don't ask you questions. Uh, they don't follow up. They'll take pretty much every topic and spin it back on themselves. So they, they'll just hold those a conversation and spin it back to them. Something about them. It always has to revolve around them. Another sign you're with a narcissist is you feel crazy and confused all the time. Like you just go, wow, did I really do that? Maybe I did. Maybe I was mean. That's the crazy making nature of being with a narcissist. The fourth characteristic is that they ignore your needs and feelings. They get bored. When you talk about your emotional struggles, they just tune out. You know, they'll grab their phone. They just, ah, Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, and then they'll spin it back to them. But they could really care less about how you feel When it comes to arguments, they just shrug their shoulders They won't even engage it Um, They just walk away They just don't They just, because they lack that empathy They really don't care But now flip side If they have, you know, emotional needs or wants You better listen Yet they can't handle any type of criticism Any critique, anything at all None And the second you critique them You can get violent rage And they'll usually spin it back on you the fifth sign that you're with a narcissist is they constantly need their ego stroke their looks their intellect their status um, and therefore the, the friendships are difficult for them they don't have a lot of friends and nothing's long term nothing's connected they bounce in and out and it's always about the other person the reason is a narcissist is sucking the emotions out of you they survive off of our emotions and so but they need a constant supply and a new supply. like you're not enough. There isn't. you can't give them enough emotion or enough meet enough of their needs. And they need it from many sources, not just one person. And so they will use you for a period of time until they cast you away, or they'll keep you in your hip pocket in their hip pocket until they've just taken everything from you. Characteristic number six of a narcissist is they are incredibly sarcastic. They put you down. They have demeaning names for you. They have mean one-liners. They criticize what you do, how you do it, what you wear. They'll find disrespectful pet names for you. They'll ask you to do something, and then the way you do it, they go, well, that's not right. That's not good enough. You know, I I expected something better than that. You know, you've planned this wonderful date or something, and they find ways to criticize it. The seventh characteristic is they feel entitled respect special treatment and immediate compliance of their requests like you drop the world for them and if you don't oh my god this is where they spin it you're so selfish you're so self-centered all you care about is yourself yet their demands are instant it's they, they just it's all about them but if you you know I, god you could your parents could be dying and they request that you bring home takeout and you're at the And then they'll chastise you. Well, I worked all day. Can't, I was exhausted. And, you know, you've spent your life with your mother, you know, things like that. Like just, and you're like, wow, you're caught in this double bind. You know, you're constant with a narcissist. You feel like you're in a double bind. Whichever, whatever choice you make, you lose. You can never win. That's the toxic, toxic nature of it. Number seven, they resent or they envy others' success. They put them down. And they'll put you down when you try to succeed, or they'll try and take credit for it. They'll say, well, you know, if it wasn't for my support, if it wasn't, you know, um, they'll see someone else that's succeeding just as much or close to them, and they'll find fault in it. I know that's one of my narcissistic traits. I do that. I have to own that, you know, when it comes to the personal development stuff. I love what I talk about, and I think other people, I put down other people. It's something I always have to catch myself. But see, a narcissist would never admit that never they can't admit any wrongdoing I mean I have pardon me narcissistic traits and that's one of them where because of my own insecurity because this means so much to me and I know how helpful the things I talk about are to other people it goes back to my childhood I could never get my dad to listen to me and hear who I really was and so my narcissism the abandonment the low self-esteem the sense of not being good enough pops up and I'm like Why won't people listen to this? This can be so helpful. Well, that's incredibly narcissistic. I don't know if you need to listen to what I talk about. Maybe it helps you. Maybe it doesn't. It depends on where you are in your journey. And, you know, it's, it's, but do you see, because I've done the work on it, I can see reality like the adult me goes, okay, that's just the broken child in you that wants everyone to think what you talk about is a value to them. Okay. The difference being, you know, when I get into that childish narcissistic state, I can get into adulthood and manage it, whereas a narcissist would never admit that, oh, wow, I'm being really childish here. This is about my trauma history. This isn't about them. I'm the problem. So Uh, the ninth characteristic is they have a Jekyll Jekyll and Hyde uh, mood. They can be passive aggressive, lashing out at you. And then one minute they're kind, the next minute they're mean, they've just, you never know what's going on. Their opinions or beliefs change. The other thing, number I mentioned this earlier, the 10th characteristic is they're hypersensitive. They're unable to accept any kind of criticism. They tend to view any feedback as a threat or insulting. Like this is where they'll spin it. This is where they call you the narcissist, call you evil. Like all the things that they've done oh my God, how could you? And you're like, well, wait a minute, you're punching me in the arm, calling me a dork. And they won't hear it. Like they use that volatile mood swings and they become overly upset when you offer any sort of suggestion that's contrary to what they believe or what they think or how they should do something. They get completely annoyed about any feedback um, and, and and will most often fly into a rage. Um, if you do disagree with them in any way, like you have to be compliant. So look, there are arguments in a relationship. So there's a, you know, a lot of people going, Oh, that's my husband. That's my wife. Well, no, this is constant. It's everything. And not everyone's like that. Okay. People have certain trigger points, but not everything is a, um, any type of critique will do that. Meaning. Not every person will fly into a rage over every, any sort of suggestion or critique, but a narcissist, it's basically 100% of the. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Time. Characteristic number 11 is they are massive manipulators. They are gifted. Absolutely gifted. They promise to go to, you know, therapy. If, if they go into therapy and, and they get any suggestion from the therapist that they're the problem, boom, they're gone. They won't participate, okay? And I I run into that a lot in couples therapy. The couples that I work with, um, you know, one of the spouses refuses to look at anything about themselves. It's always the other person. Number 12, they accuse you of something random where you're like, I have no clue where this is coming from. And finally, number 13 is gaslighting. And this, this is the torturous aspect of it. Um, And you know you've been gaslighted if you don't feel like you're the person you used to be. If you feel more anxious and you're constantly asking yourself, well, am I being too sensitive? You're constantly taking on blame for everything in the relationship. That's what the gaslighting does. You feel like everything you do is wrong. You think it's all your fault when things go wrong. You find yourself apologizing all the time. You sense that something's wrong in the relationship, but you can't identify it. And that's because the double bind they always place you in and how they're able to magically spin out of any imperfection and spin it back on you. And by the end of it, you're like, God, I guess I did do that. I remember that going, God, I guess I did that. And apologizing for things I've never done. Like they're gifted, really gifted at that. You'll question whether your response to your partner was appropriate, like whichever way you go. That's the other part of it is because of their mood swings, you respond to question or something they've done this way. And you're like, Oh, that worked. The next day you do the same thing. And it's, Oh my God, you're the worst person in the world. And so you're like, "Uh, what do I do? And you ask them about it. Then the rage, this is the roulette wheel, red 22, black 15. But I did this. No, you didn't. That's not what you did. You did this and not like, right? Because you're challenging them. The other thing is you make excuses for their behavior. You basically deny and minimize it to your friends, your family. So what's the solution to, if you want to outsmart a narcissist, there's only one way to stay with a narcissist, to outsmart a narcissist, to conquer them. You have to become one. That's it. You have to give up your soul. You have to remove any sense of empathy, you basically have to be around them and adopt their patterns. You can never beat a narcissist. Ever, you will never get them to see the truth, you will never get them to feel empathy for you, you will never. And this is the toughest piece for people that are around a narcissist is they because of their own, their their severe their own severe abandonment in childhood, they keep thinking they can fix it and that's one of the signs that's one of the ways they play into being seduced by a narcissist is their own massive abandonment and they think they can fix it you just can't so if you're with if you recognize you're with a narcissist and you're like I've got to get out I've got to end this I'm done well I'm going to give you some solutions to do that the first is you have to delete block and remove any and all contact with them. You can't engage them in any way. If you delete and block them and they find a way around it and they get in touch with you, you cannot respond ever, ever, ever. You have to completely cut the emotional supply because you know they'll, they'll persist. And especially, here's what happens is you start to heal and start to get better out of nowhere, they'll magically appear. You'll run into them, they'll send a text. I remember my ex-wife 12 years later, when I discovered all this, when I finally recovered my soul, it was maybe a little longer than that, but I'd finished my book and everything, it was scary. She lives thousands of miles away and I hadn't heard from her in years, and boom, I get an email. I was just thinking about you. I'm worried. Are you okay? Like made my, like that's how gifted they are at feeling and reading your emotion. I had cleared from her like completely and she went reaching back trying to see can I suck it back out? It was creepy and that's what they'll do and that's why you just have to, no more contact. You can't get near them. You just can't respond to things like that. When you think you're like, oh, I can handle it now. No, you can't. You'll be sucked right back in. You have to set boundaries with them and stick with them. You can't break them, they're master manipulators, so they'll find a way to try and seduce you into breaking those boundaries. You can't do it. And finally, I, I said this just a minute ago, you have to get into reality. You can't change them. They are not capable of true love, connection, intimacy, support. And actually being there for you. And you have to accept that truth. It is absolutely impossible. It's like trying to tell the sun that it's, you know, purple. Are you going to be able to convince anyone and yourself that the sun is purple? No, it's the same with a narcissist. You you, You have to accept this is who they are. And finally, you can never let your guard down, ever. And so you always, when that request comes in when that attempt comes in you have to be ready for it and start choosing okay it's time for me to gain myself back again if you're in the relationship with a narcissist if you're leaving one you're unsure how you ended up with one please go to my youtube channel i think again this name i should have written it down uh, the seven signs you're, you're uh, the seven ways we attract a narcissist i think that's the way that that's the title the seven ways we attract a narcissist you have to watch that if you've ever been with a narcissist and you haven't seen those things in yourself and recovered from them you will continue to attract narcissists in your life it you'll find you'll just move on to the next one maybe not as severe maybe more severe but it requires work on an, our end That's the biggest mistake. That's the single biggest mistake people make that they've been with a narcissist is they go, oh, it wasn't me. And that's the problem with the online stuff. You go watch everything on narcissism. They make out the person who's been with one is a saint and they never did anything. Oh, you poor thing. They never show them, wait a minute. There are things inside of you that allowed this dynamic to happen that made you attracted to them. And so they never help them. And this is where my narcissism comes up. I get angry. I'm like... They need to tell you this. Why won't they tell you this? They just, oh, you're a victim. It's not your fault. Well, that doesn't help you. It doesn't get you to the solution of how you ended up there in the first place. So anyway, there's my low self-esteem, the little kid in me who still wants his father to listen to him, projecting it onto you. You guys are now my father. Please listen to me. Um, You know, the wounds inside of me. Um, that I get to, I love them, I get to embrace them every day and just go, well, sometimes it's the best I can do. And, you know, there's a lot worse things in life to be imperfect. So I love my imperfections. And that's one of them I love too. It's just how else could I have survived what I went through than to react that way. So at any rate, it's the same for you. There's nothing wrong with you. You just went through some pain. And you just have a choice if you want to overcome it. So there are your 13 signs. There's your way to end it with a narcissist, get help for yourself, and reclaim your life. I hope you choose it. You're worth it.